And we're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. We have a very special Oscar profile today, a movie that's uh, been getting high marks, beloved all around film Twitter and beyond. And we have a special guest joining us uh, to defend the honor of this movie as well from my what will no doubt be dragon-like wrath. I am your co-host, Mike One. Co-host also, Mike, you want to introduce our special guest? Yes, is that Amanda's music I hear? <laughs> oh my goodness. Do I have my own theme song for this podcast? You're going to after this episode. It's just going to oh be you screeching gosh. at me. <laughs> <laughs> the Clifford the Big Red Dog theme song? Right, is that's that it oh too. My God. Yeah. <laughs> they moved it. It was going to be released in September. They moved it. They're not sure when they're but releasing it. They're not oh going to release God. it. I thought it was a November release at first. No, it's wrong September 17th, I think. Huh. Well, They're pivoting to next year's Oscar season when few less VFX vehicles will be there. <laughs> oh, dear God. You know what? That'll be my villain origin story, okay? That if, if Clifford is even nominated for Best Picture, I will. it will be my villain origin story. They saw the Green Knight coming, and they knew they just had no chance for any awards is what I think <laughs> happened there. So that's why they wanted to clean the schedule. Oh, so you do think it's Oscar bait. I think there's some aspects to this that I would not be outraged to see nominated. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know that any of them have to do with, you know, the movie. But, uh... <laughs> it's well, about some words that end in bait. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <with you. laughs> All right. Uh, if you've not joined us before for an Oscar profile, uh, we're going to try to keep this in two reviews for the price of one. Uh, we have a non-spoiler section. You'll get a spoiler warning in the middle, and then it'll be all about the ins and outs of the plots, twists, and turns of the story in the spoiler half. So if you've not seen The Green Knight yet, count your blessings, and also you're in a safe space. Uh, this is a non-spoiler place, so we will not. We will try anyway not to ruin anything for you. It depends on how loud specifically Amanda and I get at each other, I yeah. think. I mean, we, I don't think there's a way for me to, like, go through the microphone and, like, throttle Mike's neck, but I'm sure we're going to see if it's even semblance of possible today. I love how this came to be because Mike has vexed me. It's just annoyed me into so many recordings in the past <laughs> that I, I've, I'm glad it's not just me. So he somehow got your, your goats to the point where you have to. Uh, okay. He basically was well, the he... duck and you were the goat and he got your ear. And now basically for a shot of the movie. Yeah. He tweeted out uh, all of you saying you like the Green Knight. I don't trust you anymore or something like that on the official Mike, Mike and Oscar uh, Twitter account. So he's ruining Correct. your brand, frankly. That's what he's doing. And then I stand I, by it. And then I replied and said, do we need to fight right now? Is that what's going to happen? I will come on the podcast and defend Dev Patel to you <laughs> and just talk about how much I liked him in this movie. And then he, rep I need to read the messages I got from him because I screenshotted them just for this. <laughs> Listen to me. He went to Instagram and he, this is the first message. You don't like that movie. You think you do because you're highly intelligent and it's artsy. But I promise you, you don't actually like it. Yes. I stand by that assessment. I stand by that assessment for anyone who's seen this movie and thinks they like it. There's no way anyone with... with oh, I can't say anything about it. All right, let's just get into it. Mike, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll introduce the movie from A24. Writer-director David Lowry, Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Sean Harris, Barry Keehan. Uh, July 30th release, originally planned for May 29th, 2020. Uh, projected $4 million at the box office. Yada, yada, yada. Plot premise, a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain, even though pirate King Arthur, Sean Harris, 
says Sir Garwin. Garwin? Gawain? Old Garwin? English just butchers everything. So, yeah. But we have... storytelling elements. We have this ancient medieval story of Sir Garwin and the Green Knight. Uh, this was fascinating for me to research this morning. I enjoyed the research of all the YouTube videos I watched, everything I read about this medieval story. So, Amanda, apparently you've read this and you've studied this with your English degree and you've written paper after paper about it. So I've written a total of three papers, but I like to oh up God. that because I'm annoying. Um, but also when you're an English degree, um, <laughs> listen, I didn't bullshit my way to an English degree for nothing. Okay. So <laughs> I, it was I for this moment. <laughs> yes. To rip into you guys. Okay. And I want to say that the thing about Arthurian legend and Arthurian stories is that just because they're known as like epics and such, they are boring mm. as hell. Okay. And so I you don't think, say, I think you're <laughs> overestimating what you want from these movies. And I think that the mm -hmm. change, I will say this because some certain changes were made to the movie in the plot of the movie that deviate, I would say significantly from the initial story of the original. And I think it does hurt the movie more than if they had just stuck with the true adaptation. Let me start uh, by having some semblance of rationality. Uh -huh. I, I really don't think you should see this movie if you don't have any idea what the hell that's the story is to begin with. Well, I disagree. I, I think if you are also attracted to Dev Patel, we can't Patel, even you would, agree if, there. If you, would to get start? Married, if you would get married to Dev Patel tomorrow, go see this movie. Oh well, okay, yeah, fair, fair. Uh, if you're if you have sexual feelings like a couple of us on this call do for Dev Patel specifically, <laughs> you can get away with. I agree with that. Yes, I we'll find common ground there. I agree. But mm -hmm. but following this story from nothingness, which I was, mm -hmm. I, it's it's like you need to at least know like the five virtues stuff about knighthood. You need to at least know something about like Arth Arthurian legend. I, I I think going in cold is a suboptimal way to get the most out of your viewing experience. That's fair. And that's as professional as I'm going to get for this whole episode, I think. That's fair. And I did go through this movie. I was kind of, like, Mike is just sitting there just squirming. We haven't seen a movie together in the longest time, and he mm -hmm. had, like, just, like, violent Tourette's I fell throughout asleep. <laughs> I had to, I had two to get hours. up and walk away. Okay, I just, to I be fair, I did to not be like fair. To be fair, with my theater experience, I go to the movies alone because that's the best thing you can do in your 20s is get used to doing things alone. But I was like sandwiched between two separate groups, one of which was a couple on a date. So the fact that they weren't making out half the movie, I was like, okay, clearly this is something because like they're intrigued yeah. in the movie. But also mm -hmm. the dude next to me, his group was like giggling. They loved the movie. But the dude next to me fell asleep halfway through. So I do get what you're saying because apparently this is you're not the only person that put this movie that this movie put to sleep it was just me in a mask on the west coast when i was uh sitting next to you there at that time yeah yeah <laughs> i do think this is and talking about like the film setup and all that believe me i'll yell when we get into the actual spoiler stuff i'm trying to restrain myself <laughs> in the non-spoiler section at least but like the the storytelling of this was don't expect a linear story right i would agree yeah I mean, so I think I mean, it's the, okay, so Arthurian legend and just most old English epics and things like that, they are quite literally like, okay, quest, mini quest, uh, mini quest within said quest, and then trial, uh, like exception, like there, that really is the continuous, like, okay, here's this new thing. Here's this new thing. It's like an episodic storytelling within one overall epic, basically. 
I love the fact that this is written by an anonymous uh, source, right? And I love the fact that there was just like this one copy and J.R.R. Tolkien had to make it famous again with his, you know, kind of touting of the story back in the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s. I just think that's the coolest like backstory to Sir mm-hmm. Gawain and the Green Knight. And well, is then this you common add- knowledge? Am I, am I just this much of a show? That it's anonymous? To- Does everybody know? No, the whole thing about J.R.R. Tolkien and all that. Like, is that a well-known thing? Oh, I mean, mean, I would say sort of yes, but the thing about the Arthurian, he is definitely the least, like, influential, I would say, of Arthur's knights. Um, Mm. His, the whole, the whole thing, and I mean, this is where I do think the movie falls flat, because the whole bit of Gawain is that the moral of his story is like, it's okay if you're not perfect as long as you're trying, and... I relate to that wholeheartedly. <laughs> and I think because he really is like not super chivalrous. He's not like super uh, like, what's the word? Um, self-sacrificing compared to some of the knights. He's not evil like uh, some of the other knights. Like it's like he really is just kind of there and he's there because he's like Arthur's nephew. And like, that's really it. And so the main story about him is this story of him and the Green Knight. And so that's why this one is like, I would say, fairly well known. I love how this story is kind of countercultural. And the author of this had to stay anonymous, had to remain anonymous because he probably would have been executed if, you know, if he was found out. Because you got all this stuff criticizing the government. So you got all this stuff that is, let's be honest, uh, antithetical uh, to the church. Because there's certain mm-hmm. things in in the in the story, so that's very progressive. That's very progressive. I so a lot of people think, have clung to this for that reason. Yeah, there's also um, it's like very critical of uh, the other knights as well. Like even like this isn't a spoiler, but like I would say the first like even just Gawain accepting the game like that in and of mm-hmm. itself is like a slight to the other knights and Arthur himself. So like that, but also there is also the possibility that at one point there was an author credited for this, and then it was ripped away from them or something. Like, there is always that. Like, they've just been lost to the sands of time and all of that. Am I expected to know the Green Knight tale at all before I go into the movie theater to watch this? Okay, so, I mean, the thing about Hollywood is that I would say in the last couple of years they've gotten better about not kind of forcing, like, the Arthurian, like, trying to make it into a blockbuster thing. I would say they Mm -hmm. just kind of have Arthur and the Knights as, like, a side characters in a lot of films. Or like, mm. oh yes, this is linked to Arthur. And it's like, okay, but why? You know, like it's, there's a variety of uh, things that come from this. So, I mean, I don't Usually think played by to. Jude Law, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, um, I mean, maybe I'm just, I mean, I went to, I was an English major, you know? So like, maybe I'm just expecting more. Cause like, I just, even before I studied English, like I had knowledge of the, the Knights of Arthur and all of that from just history class and stuff. You're just but smarter. You're, you're, back you're to your West Coast <laughs> education at work. But back to your point, Mike, I do think like if we went into this understanding that this was some dreamlike morality tale that was going to be episodic with deus ex machinas around every turn and maybe or maybe not allegorical. I didn't do enough research to get that far if it's, you know, it meets that uh, criteria or not of just pure symbolism or web of symbolism, whatever you want to define an allegory as specifically here. But Like this text to me seems to be drowned in metaphor and symbolism. So you have this crew of like, 
however many hundreds of people making this movie, understanding this, right, and communicating it us to, to us from the very beginning that this is the reality of this movie. So when it, it strikes us on the head in Act 1 where somebody just does something completely out of the realm of cause and effect in normal movies, like, I just, I, I mean, I, again, I'm never going to forget Mike's groan of just, ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, now I want to, okay, I know we're not at the spoiler part yet, but I'm putting a pin in that because I want to know exactly what you're speaking of that made him groan at first. It was was an outrageous groan, not a Dev Patel groan that we get later in this movie. (laughs) Um, I I think this movie offers the best and the worst of some stuff. Uh, The worst of it is the storytelling. Look, I'm not a dumb man. Like, I have degrees. (laughs) I've got paper that say I did things. Like... My favorite movie. I, I don't get. I don't put points against the movie if, like, I don't get it on the first watch. If I have to go home and think about it, I'm okay with that. Uh, Mulholland Drive is my favorite movie of all time. I, I I appreciate metaphors and subtext and all that, but you gotta keep me interested. If if you're gonna throw BS at me and like all this symbolism and stuff, you, you can't have these slow camera shots where Dev Patel's slowly walking across the screen in a forest or like it, it's a pan shot where he's spinning around in the woods and he's we find out he's just hallucinating his own dead body from like you gotta mother is a great example just throw bizarre shit at me to make sure I'm watching the screen <laughs> don't like have me sit here and just take in an art piece on top of a story that's slow and plotting to begin with I mean, that's fair, I think. I mean, there were definitely parts where I was like, okay, why are we drawing this out? I will acknowledge that with, like, some of the, like, the the tying up where uh, it's panning and then it's, like, him imagining it. And it's like, okay, why are we, it's, like, trying to force him into, I don't know, action? Like, the camera was moving so slow. And the camera, I think, is one of the best parts. I mean, I think the yeah. high of this movie is the cinematography. Yeah, but it gets incredibly frustrating at times. Like, And Mike, I said that to you, too. On the, one of the opening shots where they're going, the camera's looking out through a bedroom window to the ground below. It comes back mm. in. It comes through the window. It settles at the nestle of the bed where Dev Patel's lying down. I don't know how the hell they did that shot. The, the camera's doing some phenomenal stuff here. I'll say the mm-hmm. same for set design, too. Pretty sure it's a fox holding a crane, a miniature crane, <laughs> with a duck, and they're both pulling it. Uh, look, I, I agree. I think the cinematography is just majestic. Like, if you want medieval pornography of just yes. just nature. Or just pornography, and, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depends on which scenes you're watching, yeah. If that's what you want, this is what you get for two hours and ten minutes. And I, I would be... I, I would put this movie the green knight in terms of its cinematography up with last year's cinematography nominations at the oscars so i do think there's a real path for andrew draz palermo of a ghost story in your next you know he's been following out lowry around for a while mm-hmm. in God, terms of that category <laughs> yeah me too loved it so oh that's another thing well I, I don't we again we can't say anything yet we're gonna we're gonna get we gotta get to spoilers we gotta get can, there yeah do we do okay. we j- can we just for the record before david long gets at us 40 to 1 is De- dev patel's best actor odds right now in vegas is he actually in this conversation for best actor because he's I probably mean, who, who else yeah. is in the running right now would you say because i'm tempted to say yes but i'm also not sure who else is in the running right now you're gonna have big driver playing waluigi in house of gucci (laughs) will smith all the big names leonardo it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a load i like 
does he speak in this movie, Dev Patel? Are we sure he has dialogue and he's an actual character? Well, no, you can't use that because Leonardo DiCaprio in what's it called? Um, God, what's it called? Um, where he gets attacked by a bear. He barely spoke in that movie. <laughs> oh, it's good. Fair. The Revenant, okay. yeah. Fair. The Re- <laughs> Okay, so I don't think... So, I mean, technically... I would like him to get nominated for something else. But I mean, if anything, I'm just glad that Hollywood is utilizing him because I do think he's a, a very talented actor, but maybe this movie isn't the one that I think they were just like, he's enough. Like, if, as long as we have him there, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that he did anything that like jumped off the screen, but I've also been on this streak of like thinking things were just resume builders and they find momentum and people fall in love with them. So I, I could be way off. I just, with the with what we know is coming out this year in terms of other movies, Mike, I, I'd be surprised if he gets there. I'd be surprised. But this is a different way to play this type of character. And this is, we got to get into spoilers now because we got to describe what kind of character this is. I did not <laughs> expect him to be this type of, of dude in this. So, all right, spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead! This is a spoiler. Spoilers. 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 This is the spoiler section for the movie The Green Knight from A24, brought to you by Mike, Mike, and Oscar and the Oscar profile, Amanda of Swell Entertainment of YouTube, and ardent defender of this source material, uh, was nice enough to join us kind of on a whim today uh, for the honor of The Green Knight. So if you've not seen the movie yet, this is a good place for you to hit pause. Go check it out for yourself. We'll be here waiting for you when you come back to hit play on us. If you've seen the movie already, you just want to hear the impending explosion that is surely to come. Uh, this is where you want to be. All spoilers for The Green Knight. Uh, all right, Amanda, you alluded to this in the non-spoiler section. There are differences between the source material and the movie itself that you kind of take umbrage with. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say umbrage with. I just think that a major change they made is that Morgan Le Fay is not Gawain's mother. Morgaus, I believe, is the name of her. I think that's how you pronounce his mother's name, who is, in fact, a, uh, I want to say, um, the half-sister of Arthur. Um, mm. And, like mother of uh, Gawain and a couple others and all of that. But they change it so that it's Morgan Le Fay. And so the whole event of the Green Knight coming to the Christmas and offering the game was not a trick to make her son go on this quest to test his uh, character and to break him out of his ways. It was a test to Arthur's knights and to hopefully kill Guinevere from fright. That's what it all was. <laughs> wow. That's okay. very different than what we got. Yeah. And it's much more sensical, too, because one of, like what lost me, one of the things that lost me at the jump is when Gawain's mother is summoning the Green Knight. We're never let into as to why she summons him. And do you want to know why her reasoning is never explained to us? It's because there's no fucking logical explanation as to why Gawain's mother would call the Green Knight because he's, she's either doing it 
to have her son prove himself to King Arthur, knowing that she's sending him to his eventual doom, if that happens, or to try and kill one of King Arthur's men in return. Either way, she's the mother. She's going to know her son is the type of dude who's going to step up and say, I'll fight the Green Knight, and she's just sending him to a death sentence. It's stupid. uh, She's just mad that he's not going to church anymore, Mike. Uh, So So you sentence you want him beheaded? See, I don't even think she, he wouldn't even be the one to step up, though. Like he like there's no way for her to know that he would be the one to step up. And she also has no way of knowing She's that Arthur would mother. be like, come sit with me, like come be with me for this uh, dinner. Like because your mother's not here. Come be with friends and like take him into the fold in that moment. I would Amanda, say. Amanda, if your parent was summoning the Green Knight. Do you think they wouldn't know how you would react first if they knew the other side of that was sure death for anyone who fought them? I mean... (laughs) I mean, that's... Again, that's why I think that this change doesn't work with... Like, I think the original story works better than this. If my mother could summon the Green Knight to get me to go back to church, I think she would. Can I no, say that? No, you're <laughs> ridiculous. Well, see, also, like, the, the, the sexual subtext of the original Green Knight, like, just the way that the Green Knight is described is so mm. homoerotic. It's actually ridiculous. So, like, for anyone to say that, like, th- this movie is dripping in homoerotic, uh, the, sorry, not the, the movie, the original story is dripping in homoerotic subtext. And the fact that it's not a bigger part in this movie other than, I would say, really the one kiss... And right. then Bertilax, like, like, whatever the frick he's saying to Gawain at any point. Like, I mean, I think it's a missed opportunity because they could have made this super gay. <laughs> so why didn't they? It's 2021. Like, it makes no sense why they would hold back in that regard. Like, I agree. Like, everything I researched this morning was about, you know, Gawain uh, and Bertilax basically exchange, you know, in that swingers gambit. That he's forced to play. Oh, yeah, we can explain that more because it makes more sense in the story than in the movie, I would say. But that was, like you said, that's a huge part of the the, the ancient story. So, and, and then there's this whole twist that the Green Knight is Bertilac, right? Or am yes. I crazy? Yes. No, that, that's but the But that's twist. not the it's, movie. It's not the movie, no. Like, it was just, like, the if anything, the Green Knight is the one... Uh, like, Bertilak in the Green Knight is the one who's testing Gawain. It's not his mother. Like, and, like, I think that the change they made actually harms the movie as well because they have the old woman who's, uh, uh, who's just kind of there in the house. And, right. like, she's watching him, Gawain, throughout the house, and he's watching him blow his load and <laughs> keep, his, keep the, uh, <laughs> take the sash, you know, when he freaks out and storms off. But, like, based on what they're saying... Like, that's supposed to be, like, his mother in that moment. So, like, what the hell is happening based on the changes that they made in the movie? But in the story, that's uh, Morgan Le Fay. Like, that's who is watching everything because she's trying to see her story play out, her trick play out. And so that makes more sense than, oh, yeah, no, my mom is watching me. (laughs) They allude to that, though, with the blindfold when she's performing the ritual to summon the Green Knight. And then, of course, the old... Uh, woman in the uh, the metaphorical swingers mansion is uh, wearing a blindfold. Yeah, they're just big fans of the movie Bird Box on Netflix, like you said last night, Mike. I swear. I, <laughs> I have two two points to to quarrel with right mm-hmm. now. Uh, one is, and I told you both this already, and I, I 
I'm not being like I'm not going for the joke when I say this. I'm a hundred percent serious. I'm like the most heterosexual man you'll meet. And I was I was dying the most. for any like I would have taken <laughs> I would have taken man on man action for like twenty minutes in this movie just Go for to pay it. it like I I would have embraced it. I would oh I'm so happy to see you guys here. So you will be directing was, the porn hub cut of the uh, the Green Knight. <laughs> Is I that was, what I'm hearing? And, and inserting it into the cut of this movie because it needs it because I was dying for something to hold my attention. Okay, like, so <laughs> in the original story, the whole like uh, I'll give you what like I'll give you my hunt for the day and then you give me whatever like was given to you in this mm-hmm. house. Like that's the rule. We'll we'll do the trading game basically. Um, right. What ends up happening is that he goes off to hunt and Gawain is like that's freaking weird. But then the minute the uh, Burlak goes to hunt his wife like starts seducing him like immediately and Gawain can't he does he's not going to sleep with her but he can also deny her because it would like break the rules of chastity he can't offend her or sorry um, chivalry he can't like just completely rebuff her advances so they have one kiss gives it to Burlak and then the next day same thing kind of happens two kisses and then the final day she tries to give him a gold ring and he's like no and she's like fine at least take this sash it'll keep you safe it'll protect you from harm and because he's on his way to get his head cut off, he's like, sure, I'll take it. Why not? And then they also exchange three kisses. But then, so what happens is Bertilak comes and he's about to storm out and all of that. And uh, Bertilak hides the, or sorry, Gawain hides the fact that he got the sash and instead gives Bertilak the three kisses and goes on his merry way to go uh, fight the knight or whatever. Or take his head off. <laughs> okay. So, and that leads me to my second quarrel directly, as a matter of fact. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amanda. Yes. Uh, that's a far more sensical plot, I agree, the source material has than what the movie shows. And it's far more linear and easier to understand. I agree with all that. I think those changes were unnecessary. You, my dear sweet Amanda, are the queen of if you have to do homework for me to understand your movie, you made a bad movie. You've said this. Honestly, I think on, I can point to 10 episodes you've done on your YouTube channel, Swell Entertainment, uh-huh. where you've said that during various movie reviews. You yes. just sit, put into context this entire film, yes. but you need to know the source material to do it. Yes, fair. Sort this of. is a bad movie, no? <laughs> I don't think, okay. So I, again, usually when I talk about that, most adaptations these days are and before anyone says all movies are cash grabs no most adaptations these days are hey this movie this book was wildly successful so we're going to turn it into a hopefully wildly successful movie and then they try to appeal to as wide of an audience as possible which is always like a hit and hit or a miss you know there's it's could go either way but there's usually never like the source material came out within the last five ten years you know like that's what happens here. This is an ancient story, okay? So I think to some degree, I think that everyone is at least vaguely aware of Arthurian legend and the Knights of Arthur. So, and this is, I would say, arguably one of the, I don't want to say the most famous because I want to say Lancelot and Guinevere, I want to say is the most famous one. But um, this is, I would say, one of the most well-known ones. So sure, you can argue that this movie is bad because you have to do homework to understand it. But also this movie is bad, not because it's based on Arthurian legend, but because it's, it, uh, let's say, mm, cannibalizes an Arthurian legends and not even just the one of the Green Knight. Like it, it tries to add in the five virtues of a knight and make those changes, which I think 
doesn't play out well. Did you just really, really politely call me dumb? I mean, <laughs> is that did I just sit through a three-minute explanation as to why I'm Mike, dumb? Mike, Mike, if that's what you heard, that sounds like a you problem, and I don't know how to. You may want to look introspectively on that and wonder why me explaining Arthurian legend made you feel inadequate, and that's something that you need to look at. I can't believe I'm actually going to defend this movie for a minute because here's the thing. <laughs> Swell, you hit on why I hate this movie. I hate this movie because of the meandering act two and the five virtues and the un- the disconnected quests you know, in the middle, which mm-hmm. I just despise because it's not A to B to C uh, reality. Because oh, you he would literally hate Beowulf then if they ever do a that's, I do, adaptation I do. of Beowulf. <laughs> he literally falls down a hill. He falls down a hill Chris Farley style. And then finds his next destination because he it, it just makes no sense. That, but that's okay because I actually understand why the beginning and end makes some sense, unfortunately, uh, to Mike's point here. Because we have his mother in, this, in the movie. Like you said, it's not the case in the, in the, in the book necessarily. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, the mother is controlling that final oasis. She is Like if you go off the premise that she's in the blindfold watching her, her son get a hand job, then that <laughs> is that is. How did her. you guys get your first hand jobs? No? Wow. Moving right past that. She gave him the sat. complex that just popped out. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Freud was right, and how dare you prove him right? Right. <laughs> we have the mother giving him the sash of entitlement, like from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? The green sash of entitlement. He's uh, that'll protect him. So again, he is such a dumbass in this movie. Just comp- the character, yeah, dumbass. He's no bear grills. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> he goes from. Just one idiotic decision to the next, failing these quests miserably. For all these virtues, he miserably fails all these quests for the most part. Uh, or at least, you know, uh, he, he almost fails a few. But bottom line is, he gets to this point where at the uh, Swinger's Mansion <laughs> where why does... It's, it's, all right. I understand why he gets the sash back because that's coming from his mother, the, the sorceress. Yeah. So... Th- and then he's going to go into the gambit with the green green knight after the gambit with Joel Edgerton's uh, character Tongue for action? a minute. <laughs> Why does he have to go on the sash, to put it nicely, in order to make the next step? Like why? And why do we have to see that? Why does that? Why is no? That I agree necessary? because I because he loses the sash to the scavenger and like mm-hmm. it's like okay his horse is back he gets the axe back all of this just gets kind of given back to him one by one and it's like okay so we did nothing so really to earn these Other so than, frustrating like the test sure he's going through the test so technically he is like it's like a checkpoint like he's collecting the loot. As he's going to his final destination and the final <laughs> boss after losing the loot immediately. But the thing with the sash is that quite literally in the story, it's just the wife's and then she gives it to him and it's like, don't tell my husband that I gave this to you. Like that is a part in okay. the story. And so he's. In the book. Yes. Yes. So he rather than so he just gives the kisses, but then it's also like, is he being put to the test of telling the truth? Is he being put the test of like, hey, I've done everything I was supposed to do the last couple of days and everything's worked out fine. So I'm just going to give you three kisses because I don't want to die. And then 
like in the when he does finally meet the knight i don't know why they drew draw this out so much in the movie too because it was like he's just chilling there you don't the like night. this movie you do not like this movie i'm seeing through the like bullshit in both of you i like this movie and you know what now i'm just gonna dig my heels in because you know what i am mike i'm petty okay i am petty and i have an english degree and i will i will use it for evil and evil only okay that sounds like that sounds like the worst bumble profile i'm petty and i have an english degree on a bumble profile somewhere my 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 tinder profile literally says i'm short and awkward what else do you need to know Okay, but the the thing with the knight is like he uh, takes a swipe at him, okay, and then Gawain flinches, and so the knight's like, oh, "Wait, you little bitch!" Like making fun of him for flinching, and then does it again. Gawain doesn't flinch, but the knight still does not use the full force because he's just testing him to see if he's gonna stay. And then he swings again, nicks him very lightly on the neck. And it's like, huh, guess I wasn't very good at swinging today. Anyway, good job. You get to keep your head. You know, like, and that's the And then it's revealed, right. to, yes. be, then it's revealed to be Joel Edgerton's character, right? Yes. Uh, Bertilak is revealed to be the one, the Green Knight, which again, homoerotic subtext. Like, oh yeah, I knew what was going to happen, but I still wanted to kiss you, you know? <laughs> like, it's like... Which would have been fine. I mean, that's such a, that's so much of, of a, even more cinematic, I would say, that story. If this is, movie is... ended in a hand job, it would have been proper. <laughs> Can we just say that? Like, he sure. owes... Joel Edgerton a handjob. Yeah, like seriously, yes. Like, and, yeah. and no, not joking. He, 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 I guess he owes that much because that's what he got, right? Within those walls. Yeah. But I mean, also like the, again, they left the ending. I, I would say well, that that's I what even... I was going to ask. So what, what is David Lowry going for with the ending being, with, with the knight Off doing what head. he does? <laughs> Off with your head. Yeah, why? Okay, I don't know why my brain substituted good boy, but for a little bit, I totally thought that that was the final line. <laughs> and I was like, it. I spent way too much time on TikTok because there's a you whole mommy king a, happening on TikTok you, right now. I you totally... are a pervert is why. <laughs> you did that one video about that sex uh, furniture and you've just lost yourself. <laughs> the nugget couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay but no okay. but <laughs> in no, all seriousness I, like i understand i understand so dev patel becomes a shitty king because he's not the rightful king anyway because he doesn't he's not he doesn't have any of the attributes of a knight what the hell is, is the green yeah, knight in his flash for forward him? yeah right yes. at, at the actual end what is the green knight saying to him though if, if the green knight is truly just the green knight and not somebody in disguise well see that's the thing because at one point is it the fox that says the green knight is someone you know or you know who the green knight is Mm-hmm. And it, it's his were, mother, right? Yeah, that's the mother. But then also it's like, okay, why not? Like, okay, I, 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 you know, I believe in show not tell, but oh my God, they made this dumb because the fact that they are an Arthurian legend, okay, written by anonymous for in written in old English is more clear than David Lowry's movie is kind of dumb. Like it is a little yes, dumb. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's the big problem here. No. Yeah, because like the again, the the it was never Gawain who was the target for the Christmas story. It was just a challenge okay. to all of Arthurian knights, and then Arthur was like too old for this shit, but he was going to do it. And then Gawain is like, "No, I'll do it because he's done nothing." And then everything else that happened after the year or whatever, cuz oh, Guinevere didn't die. God damn it. Okay. So, uh we're just going to test Gawain now cuz that seems like a fun way to spend our Christmas. And then right. also maybe he wanted Gawain kisses. I don't know. But like that's what it is. And then he sends him on his way and it's like, you know what? You tried. It's fine if you're not perfect. And all of the knights start wearing like green sashes like uh, Gawain because at least 
they, you know, tried, even though he was a pussy and never actually gave up the sash to take his fate. Like, he just never stops wearing the sash. And, like, the Green Knight gives him shit for it. Burlock gives him shit for it. But it's also like, hey, you try. Don't beat yourself up over it. But he still goes back home feeling defeated because he did not be a true knight, you know? (laughs) So this is, this story, the movie, the movie story version of this is a mother's intervention for his alcoholism and his philandering. Like, just based on the, the movie, the mother is mad that he doesn't go to church, and he's the heir to the kingdom. We don't know it at the time, but he's the heir to the kingdom because he's the nephew, mm-hmm. apparently. But so he, he fails goes, at the end, so is it, does he, he fail throughout? He fails sucks? The mother... Well, here's the thing. The, well, technically, he gives up the his like safety line. Basically, he like takes off right. the bulletproof vest to go get the gun from the stranger. Correct. Like that's what he happens, takes basically. off the sash, the jizzy sash of entitlement and nepotism, <laughs> oh and he takes that off and and he gets the out cum of the rag of truth. The, the fact cum that they had truth. that, I was like, what the hell is going on? And he's now just wearing this. <laughs> When he pulls that out of his stomach in the grossest thing ever, after the flash forward of him basically seeing his future, if he continues to be so dishonorable, right, if he continues along the path that he's on, then this is his future, right? His son will die and Essel, the the woman that he probably loves or whatever, they're, they're F buddies, but she wants to be more, which was a touching scene, one of the better scenes of the movie. He doesn't want to be more, and she kind of laughs him off and gives him a fucking bell to wear around his neck, which is, of course, the perfect, uh, you know, something to bring along, you you know, your journey through the woods. Yeah, you can only hear it ring if you still believe in Santa Claus. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, but he, so obviously once he takes off the cum rag of entitlement, he (laughs) is brought back to the Green Knight, and he's like, yeah, I'd rather die than live a life that's dishonorable. And the and then Green Knight goes, almost, you know, congratulations. Good boy. You are now the owner of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. (laughs) You did it, Charlie. (laughs) This this is... I I, I need to hear you both say that this is not a good movie. You you both know... Listen, listen, listen. You both know, deep down... you're, You're positioning yourself. You're trying to jab me. You both know deep down... This is not the movie that you thought you were getting when you saw the Green Knight advertised to you. I mean, I thought Just it was going to be way worse, part. to be honest. But also, I want to say the point about him with holding on to the sash and then giving up the sash. It's also showing his act of selfish, selfishness, I guess you could say. Because, like, the sash quite literally, as long as you mm. are wearing it, no harm shall come to you. Arthur is dying. Mm. He quite literally could give the sash to Arthur. Um, whatever happened with Essel, he could have given her the sash. He could have given it to his son when his son was dying. But, like, it got to a point where he was so self-serving that he quite literally impales himself with the sash and embeds it into his skin to protect himself. And so he finally realizes, oh, I've lost everything. I'm a horrible ruler. Okay, fine, I'll die now. And then takes out the sash. So it's like, yeah, it's that. So it's not just like, what was the word you used? I'm sorry. (laughs) Is it a better ending if it turns out that he impregnated his own self with his own sash? (laughs) Yeah, but it's the best ending if it's just him and uh, him and uh, uh, Joel Edgerton just together. Circle jerk. Yeah, yeah, just just banging. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's the best ending. That's probably what. If this movie was honest, that would have been the ending, like the story 
right? Uh, also, I will form. say they should have, uh, considering they tried, I don't know what they did with the Green Knight, but I couldn't tell if they were trying to make him imposing, uh, mysterious or what, but I don't think they did really either. Cause I feel like if they had stuck with the source material and tried to make him as, I don't know, referential, sexy, I don't know. They could have had the monster fuckers like touting this movie as the big <laughs> monster lover movie of the year. Cause we really haven't gotten any. Okay, and I feel like that's something that like the the monster lovers uh, like what's the word um, like cornerstone for the year, and I don't think that we have one. So I mean, they could have like really worked that angle, and I yeah. just don't think they did. Did did you just refer to them as monster fuckers? Yes. <laughs> if she's right, Mike, she's right. If this monster movie falls ended on the horizon, Mike, you need to just accept this. Hot girl summer is ending. Okay, it's, it's there's a heat wave. Monster fucker falls on the horizon. Monster fuckers took over the academy three years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, exactly. I, but it's, I think it's I think it's look, a really good point. If this movie ended with an explicit uh, hand job of this tree, then <laughs> this is winning Best Picture. Absolutely. And then, like while he was doing it, then he goes back to Joel Egerton, and then it's like that's the reveal. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was secretly Bertilak the whole time. <laughs> what? I, I, this is such a better movie if it turns out to be Burlack, if they just stuck true to the script. But, we, okay. I, what is... <laughs> this movie is unnecessary because I don't understand the point of the Green Knight to begin with. It's a test of the sun. It's an intervention for the sun. For the oh, movie, fine. yeah. In the original story, he's literally but, just like a... Uh, he's like a, um, a chess piece, I guess you could say, by Morgan Le Fay in the, in the but story. But what does... But how the does... mother how does, summons how does, him. How does... Uh, Gawain looked like a knight when he's beheading a dude in front of all his friends who's not putting up a fight at all. What is this proving about him? That he, A, that he doesn't listen man. to directions. Yeah. How and is he the better man? The, because, okay, so, I mean, okay, let's say look at this strictly from a mother's perspective, okay? If you really want your son to be king one day, how do you make him look better than all of the other knights when at this point, based on the movie, he is not a knight yet because we are specifically said, are you a knight yet? No, not yet. So specifically, he is not a knight. But clearly, let's say Morgan wants him to be king, okay? How do you do that? Fast track it. Quest, battle of the wills, battle of strengths. But he is but it's not, not. There's no wills. There's no. There's no wills being. Ba- if I, if you and I are walking down the street, Amanda, and somebody bumps into me, and I start talking shit to them, and they start talking shit back, and they act like they're gonna fight, but they do nothing but stand there, and I just mercilessly beat the shit out of someone to the point where I maim them or break their arm, I'm the asshole. Yes, but if you give them a one-year timeline and say it in a rhyme, then it's a quest, and it doesn't <laughs> count as a crime. Yeah. Wow, I would, you even rhymed that yourself. Honestly, <laughs> I went through this movie on a serious note, thinking like this is a metaphor for addiction. Like you know, I you was know, looking for the metaphor, Mike. I agree. See, yeah. I don't even think it was that because, like, if anything, it's like I think it's like finding a higher power for yourself is what they were trying to go for. Because like the routinely, this guy was down and out repeatedly. Okay, I guess you could say like him being tied up and then showing the dead body. Like this guy is on his way to his death. Why is he fighting yeah. to live when he's going to die anyway? So, I mean, it's like they really didn't even show a good example of that. I mean, the headless ghost and all of that, like, what, you you slept in someone's bed and so now you feel bad and so you're just going to, like, oh, okay, I'm going to be a knight. I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna show courtesy and I'm going to be a good yeah. knight because 
if I'm going to go out, I want to be good while I'm going out, I guess. So it's like, it's like if, if we had been shown Gawain wanting to be better and wanting to do anything other than just live, like maybe oh, yeah. the rest of the movie would be better. I mean, there's no character like he doesn't have an arc. There's no characterization to his character. I well, he's like, self-destructive. Things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, he but is he always self- is. He's just that right. one note. Like nothing. Well, that's why I thought it was to him. Yeah, that's why I thought this was a metaphor for addiction. The mother finally turns his back, her back on him with the summoning of the Green Knight, saying, "Going off, do your own thing." And he meanders out there, gets in increasing amounts of trouble, and finally gets scared straight at the end, and and comes back to him. And I, I, that that's you know that that's going through my head based on some various experience. So that's where I'm at with the initial dilemma. The problem is that the initial dilemma doesn't make sense on the screen, like you're saying. He's Mm -hmm. given the rules of the gambit, and he basically says, you know, fuck your rules, and cuts off his head anyway, which is, you know, nonsensical. It makes no sense. And the king even is like, the king's like, do you don't do you understand this bargain? And he's like, "Yeah, I got it." And no, I don't. Like, even, if in, even if you're Gawain in that moment, you're thinking, I, "I'm I'm dead if I do this, right?" Like, well, see, because oh. I don't think so. Because he's thinking um, he doesn't. Well, I, 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 okay, maybe I'm missing something. If a giant green tree knight walks in, I'm gonna think this is not of this earth. Okay, so exactly, if you're I'm gonna, gonna think do maybe if I behead him, he'll get up. See, no, I, I wouldn't think that, though, because, it, I mean, at the end of the day, you cut off the head of something, you assume that it's done, okay? So, right. but the rules of the game are who, whoever wants to strike a blow, then a year from now, I will strike the same blow with this axe. But if you if you manage to strike a blow, I will let this happen. But then the the Green Knight just just like, okay, yeah, sure, here's my neck. It is a test because he's like, here is the most obvious place you can hit me. Here you go. Yeah take off my head. It's like baiting him. And so if Gawain hits him anywhere else, he's going to look like a pussy for not taking the clean shot. But then also Arthur clearly realizes that something is going on, which again would make more sense if Morgan was not Gawain's mother, you know, like if that's, that's the metaphor I thought they were going for. I thought it was going to be a commentary on toxic masculinity. I thought they had that set up because like, yeah, I think that that idea of that like societal, that social pressure that he was under there. If I don't do this, I look like a pussy in front of all my friends, Mm -hmm. even though that turns out to obviously be the wrong decision. But it just it just was never meant to be. And I just I didn't find any meaningful metaphor throughout it about what this could have been in for uh, for instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it it doesn't go that far. Still a good movie. You don't believe that. You don't believe that. I know you don't believe that. It's so pretty. And you got to look at Dev Patel a lot. And I always, I, I love that. You know, I that's really all I need these days. Well, can we talk about a couple <laughs> best scenes, though? Because I do think they're there. Like, I thought King Arthur and Gawain having that conversation, he's like, I don't know you as my Christmas present. Can you just tell me a story about himself, about yourself? And then he's like, no, I don't have any stories to tell. I thought that was like, he was like genuinely humiliated in that, in that scene. And yeah. I which so I get that he's like rattled. Fodder for the movie, I think. Yeah, but it makes no sense if that's his heir. <laughs> if King Arthur, the wisest king in in legend and, and in reality, if, if he had an heir and he's dying, he would be educating this kid every day. This kid would be under his wing every yes. day. It just wouldn't some random Christmas say, "Hey, my heir, you know, tell me a story about yourself." Yeah, <laughs> that I wouldn't happen. A, I, I agree with that. I agree with that assessment and. Uh, when he, as far as him going out on his quest, 
I, as far as best scenes go and best shots and all that, I like the homage to the Alanis Morissette video for everything, where <laughs> she's like, walking down the road and things just fade so off old. into the background. And, and I thought that was cool. That was clearly influenced. That's my high from this movie. So two things about... <laughs> I love that. I swear to God. I love that you're so old that that's what your brain went. You see everything. You see it. Go watch that music video. I and hope tell you me get it's a copyright not that. claim. <laughs> that would be the dumbest way to get canceled forever, wouldn't it be? All right. So two things. First of all, the headless woman, the mm-hmm. saint, right? Does he fail? Like everybody says that I watched this morning that he failed that test, even though I thought that was like one of the best little that was the best of the episodes to me, like these little mm-hmm. quests, side quests. The fact that he got her head in the deep, the deepest lake ever and gave it back to her. But but the problem was he like he learned from Barry Keehan and he asked her for something in return. So that, I guess that was his failure. That's what everybody's referenced this morning. Yeah, yeah I no. guess could make sense. Yeah. But I mean, also, I feel like he's baited to do that, you know. Yeah. But then also, I think it's also the the headless ghost, I think, is like a nudge at her as well a nudge at him because it's like a knight would know better um did my father send you like um Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't know there's a variety of things that could be taken from that scene alone but yeah him asking for payment i guess technically fails it but i mean he does it anyway so he this whole quest is i tried but just i wasn't good enough you know that's the whole story of the quest that's the the but he doesn't show any humility like there's no he's like oh I tried but I wasn't good enough but uh, hey he's not I given the sash he's not given the opportunity to show humility <laughs> I don't think I think that's one of the failings of this movie yeah but well the whole thing is he he is so terrible and proves how terrible he is in every step of the journey that when he gets to his comeuppance montage showing <laughs> you know his life going <laughs> terrible his what right? uppance. Oh, yeah, that's poor choice of words. I'm sorry, I'm secretly 12 years old. <laughs> three immature the, people with microphones. When he gets to the flash-forward sequence where he sees his future life flash before his eyes, that's his his reward for being a fuck-up and failure at every step of the right. way, right? So, of course, he's like... He's basically like, yeah, kill me because uh, it's not worth going that direction. And then the guy's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. You realize you're a fuck up. <laughs> so you just yeah. have to live with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but that's when he actually changes his ways towards, quote unquote, honor. But that's that's why I think this movie and this story actually has some gravitas to it that I, 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 am, I am connected to because I like the fact that. Oh, the bones of something awesome are here. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that they're criticizing knighthood, right? This is a mm-hmm. critique of knighthood. This anonymous writer probably knows he'll be killed and stuck in a horrifying cage somewhere at a crossroads, mm. you know, where Tom uh, Tom Hanks is like, do I go this way or that way and cast away? No. But, oh, the, the, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me of that. Talk about uh, on the nose. But we have, we have a writer, an anonymous writer, basically saying, this is what I think of knighthood. This is this lemmings, if I jump off a bridge, you'll jump off a bridge. Nonsense. Fuck you, knights. This is how dumb your 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 code is, right? Mm-hmm. Because of your commitment to honor, you're gonna go uh, to a green knight and go on this ridiculous quest just to get your head chopped off. So I, I think that's balls to write a write a story that way. 
Mm-hmm. It is, but it's all about the source material. It's got nothing to do with the film. It's still well. I mean, it's still the basis of the film. Uh, but it, the, you throw the you know sash of invincibility, which is literally what it is, into the fray. But still, I mean, he th- he kind of knows that he's going towards his death. That's why I think he's he's self destructive as a character. Dev yeah, because in that character. year he is self destructive, and then he tells Arthur like, "Wasn't it just a game? Like, do I really have to go?" He was like, "Yes, but right. it's not complete. So you still have to go if you want to." maintain your knighthood and then when you come back you'll 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 come back you know so even arthur i think arthur knows that his mother set him up because like he doesn't seem to have any hesitation about arthur about gawain coming back unless i miss something it's a good point right and if you and if you believe the fact that the mother is the fox and the mother is the old crone with the blindfold looking after him watching over him and then the mother controls the green knight if you believe all that then it's her scaring her son straight and, you know, basically it's a kind of a controlled quest. But my whole call of calling a bullshit on this story, the movie, that is, I call bullshit on this movie because that's totally unrealistic. Like, you're as a parent, you can't give your son this controlled quest. Unless this whole thing's a metaphor for college. <laughs> <laughs> you can't control Here's your, your, debt. your kids Here's like your this. your lifelong of debt because you got drunk and filled out a uh, application for the most expensive <laughs> college for your liberal arts degree and now you are stuck in a life of debt and you're going to be severely unhappy and you just really liked the smell of cocaine for a couple of years and now you have to walk across the stage and be a king and get your knighthood and get your diploma and you know what I, I'm taking this metaphor further we're going <laughs> to keeping this guy that, yeah, it yeah, works that's right actually, that doesn't not work you know <laughs> it does fit it could be all just one big metaphor for college but like that's the thing like you can't like especially if you're dealing with an addict right you can't send i mean you, you do you're forced to turn your back on the addict at a, at a certain stage like there's they can only steal from you for so long you have to turn your back on the addict mm-hmm. let them go on a nonsense quest and hopefully they'll return to you but you can't Look after them like this benevolent mother sorceress does in this particular story, and nor is he going to just magically, or by by your benevolence, it just come out okay. He's gonna die at every other stage, and this movie does literally show him, you know, hallucinating his own death how many times. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's that's the, why I call bullshit on this. I mean, it, not. Just the fact that he literally leaves on his quest has no idea how to get six days north to the point where Barry Keegan's like, yeah, go follow that stream, dumbass. <laughs> and uh, that the, the Green Chapel's right there. He literally has no idea where he's going. Yeah, and also it says north, uh, six days north. And then doesn't he make like a right? Or like he just keeps making really weird turns on this. Uh... <laughs> no, he's lost. Yeah, he's lost. Yeah. Totally lost. Yeah, Which is right, right. a metaphor for adulthood, if we want to get mm. to the nitty-gritty. That's true. That's true. true. And you do experiment with the same sex when you're in... Co- no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But I'm just saying, like, the uh, if this movie ended a little more honestly, or if he fell in peril, at least logical peril, a few times and got himself out because he does have some redeeming qualities, then I'd be with it. But the fact is Lowry committed to him just screwing up at every turn. 
and just further and further disqualifying himself from leadership. It's a satire on the quote-unquote ruling class, I get it, on hereditary succession, all that stuff. You know, again, kudos to the original writer of this story, just showing this unworthy person who becomes king in the story. Again, you know, tip of the hat. That's that's. Yeah, but I shouldn't again. need I shouldn't need source material research and the two of you to clarify that point for me. Right. No, they don't. I mean, they don't I'm make sorry, it. Sorry, Mike. We're just Christopher. built different. I hate to break that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I crazy or like? And I could have been asleep. I fully admit that. But do they ever reference the five virtues of knighthood in this movie? Or are we just like a little bit of stars? We're supposed to know. That's the thing. But again, I, that's why I think the changes from the original story hurt this movie more than anything. Right. They, I, I mean, they make that the structure for the act two. That's why the, that doesn't work. Five disconnected episodes of whatever these five virtues are uh, generosity, uh, generosity, courtesy, chastity, friendship, yeah, and piety. Happy, doc. Don't yeah. forget Doc. <laughs> generosity is Barry Keehan. <laughs> Courtesy is the headless ghost, and he's discourteous there. He's not generous to Barry Keehan. Chastity, he did get a hand job. Friendship with the fox. Swiper, no swiping. Get the hell away from me, fox. I swear to God. <laughs> and then piety. Yeah, piety. He he doesn't respect the game, and he backs away from the Green Knight. Right. That's what I think the five you know tests what were. And yeah, it doesn't is work. the artistic or literary or cinematic integrity of needing to show uh, the, the, the semen. Why is that shot necessary? When we are coming mm. off of 45 seconds. Well, you see, when uh, Dev Patel is whisper, is very, you know, breathily saying, I want it, um, you've got every person who is attracted to Dev Patel on the edge of their seats in their moment, because that's, I would say, like, <laughs> fan fiction has been written with that in mind, okay? So one, uh, Lowry clearly also is has a archive of our own account solely dedicated to Def Patel. <laughs> so then, I mean, I guess it's supposed to say, like, the disgust, like he was tempted and couldn't maintain his chastity, but we already know that he failed chastity because he's already sleeping with, um, um, right. what's the woman's name? SL, yeah. SL, yes. So who's um, played again by Alicia Vikander? Mm-hmm. At again, why the mother? The mother is putting on this whole oasis, you know, mansion of swinger doom kind of place for him. Anyway, swinger right? doom. That's my next <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> the that's the thing. He, swinger doom. Dev Patel's character of Gawain acts like it, like in the worst slasher movies we've watched. A you know, dumbass just wandering through about to get killed by the slasher character, right? I mean, no, he I'd just say, completely I'd say he's the, the one who's like, okay, so uh, uh, down with Joss Whedon, but in uh, Cabin in the Woods, okay, the mm. stoner friend who everyone thinks dies immediately is the only one that, like, is one of the only ones that makes it through to the end. Right. And I would say that he's quite literally that. Like, surprise, you're not dead yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> Except with no right. redeeming qualities. That's the thing. He's Peter Sellers in being there. He's, which is a satirical protagonist, which I, I enjoy, I enjoy those movies when they're done well. I just, I wish they leaned more into the quote unquote satire and the critique of the ruling class kind of thing in this story. It really didn't do that. Like they should have showed Arthur to be a piece of shit in that regard. You know, they didn't, they didn't go there. 
he's just dying. Him and his wife are dying of the same illness. What is that? The Hiv? I don't know. This was medieval Ad Astra. <laughs> this was just... This is bad. You know it was bad, Amanda. You don't like Listen this Listen here, Mike. Well, here's the thing, Amanda... Amanda, did we talk you down just a little bit? Are, are you still at... Because uh, people are calling this a masterpiece on Twitter. People that we respect and we have on all the time. Not anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you blocking them from your close friends list on Instagram? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Going to remove them from my MySpace. That's for damn sure. <laughs> AOL chat, gone. Uh, but Amanda, did we talk you down a little bit? Or are you still... You don't care. I mean... Was She's going to say no because she wants to be stubborn and petty, but she knows we did. No, because I would say going into this, I mean, I'll, I'll like I set up straight away that there, there are changes that were made that were not good. If you look at my tweet from after seeing this movie, I said, God, Dev Patel was so sexy in this movie. It could be illegal. <laughs> Therefore, I am not I am not waxing poetic about this movie. I just liked the movie. And I do think that in that it was drawing on. It was the most accurate Arthurian legend depiction that we have seen in recent years. That being said, mm. there were changes that were made that were not good changes, and I can admit that. However, uh, Mike, you are wrong, and I will stand by that. <laughs> Who are you recommending this movie to? Um, if you Mothers bullshitted your way, if you bullshitted your way to an English degree like myself, you will like <laughs> this movie. Good. Good. So this movie was meant for English majors, and that's the list. Uh, no, and yeah. people who also really want to hear Dev Patel uh, say, I want uh, Right, it. and horny Breathy people, tone. right. Yes. Sure, right. English majors and horny people, good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Horny and English also, majors. Uh, and it's also a huge a, audience. A24 um, uh, fanboys, which I still don't fully understand because all A24 does is know how to pick good movies. They don't make these movies, which I don't get. Why people are always like, I'm going to wear merch from A24. They're just good at picking movies. I don't know what. Right. <laughs> and marketing. Yeah, that's true. They're very good they're, at it. They're good curators. Yeah. All right. Well, who's that's gonna make, fascinating, who's, Mike. Who's going to make the last hand job joke before we sign off? <laughs> I was trying to make mother's son jokes. You guys, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I did a bad job of it, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do you give this great grade, Mike? <sighs> I would have given it a C minus last night, but researching it more this morning, which I enjoyed, uh, I have to give it like a C plus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amanda, what would you give it for a grade if you had to? Be honest. Don't be spiteful. Um, okay, fine. Um, considering this is how I got my English degree, I'm going to give it a B minus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, mainly the mine. It could have been a B plus, but they didn't lean into the homoerotic subtext of the original enough, and therefore B minus. Yeah, if it was the original, I would have enjoyed this much, much more. Uh, this is what I've come to realize in this conversation. This is, I'll be nice and say C minus. This is, I, I will never watch this. Is movie it a again. C minus because Glenn Close isn't in it? <laughs> yes. Well, that uh, every movie exactly. that doesn't have her can only go so high as a B to begin with. So you're right there. But this is. Uh, that's the review of The Green Knight. Amanda, as always, uh, thank you very much. Why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff, even though I don't know why I'm giving you this opportunity, how mean you are to me all the time, but go ahead. 
Well, thank you so much for having me on, as always. Check out my YouTube channel, Swell Entertainment. And I just started my own podcast, Swell Shenanigans. I will be having the mics on eventually to break down why half of Hollywood actors are suing half of Hollywood. And I will also be having Mike on to talk about Gabby Hanna and her shenanigans because I am tired yeah. of him coming into my DMs to talk about it. So I'm going to give him yeah. a platform for it. But yes, feel free to check me out, Swell Shenanigans, wherever you find podcasts. Uh, and obviously we say all that in Jess. Amanda clearly knows that she's one of our favorite people. We lovingly call her the much more successful and much smarter little sister of MMO here. So uh, we, <laughs> uh, we, we are thankful every time you give us a part of your uh, schedule there, buddy. So thanks once again. Yes, uh, thank as you. far as us, you could reach us as always, dear listener, leave us all your thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns on our social media, Mike, Mike and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available wherever you hear podcasts. And if you hear us on the apple podcast app if you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star review that would be uh to borrow amanda's channel's name just swell michael what are some words of wisdom and what's coming next from us it is wise to take off the sash and uh get rid of it and uh wash it yeah it's wash wash it it. yes wise to uh throw the uh sash i hope it's machine washable into the laundry (laughs) and uh i think that's helpful to everybody uh we we got more oscar profiles we don't know what movie we're gonna do next but we're gonna do a bunch more because a bunch more oscar contenders are coming out otherwise we uh we got a lot of oscars news coming out this is like a preview season of a lot of uh uh film festival announcements and of course the fall is filled with those film festivals themselves. So we'll be covering all that with Oscar race checkpoints going forward. Uh, but last thing, of like we've been saying, it's wise to follow Amanda there at Swell Entertainment. So thank you again, Amanda. Thank well, you. We'll do it again when Clifford comes out. We're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, when reality sucks, you can come watch these movies and judge their Oscars potential with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you very soon. See ya.